All right, all right. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, tentatively called We Don't Fucking Know. My name is Max Alberts. This is Brandon Pagano. Brandon, let me hear you out there. Hey, howdy. How you doing? Hey, hey, howdy. So on this podcast, we're going to be talking about random bullshit on a weekly basis. And uh, I'm going to get started by giving a little conversation about the guy who makes my Thai food. Um, I don't know if I really got into explaining to this, Brandon, but uh, the man believes in dragons. And I, he decided that he told me he was one of the few people that he could trust uh, this week when I met him. And he decided to open his Google Maps and show me dragon skeletons uh i don't know if they're dragon skeletons but i did ask him i said my god if those are dragon skeletons why has no one gone out there and looked at him yet and that's when he informed me that god told him where they were and he was the one who found them when he had a heart attack 10 years ago so i need to go down there and probe him some more because i'm really trying to figure out if dragons are real well part of me believes what he's saying because god knows everything but reality is, um, I, I, I genuinely, I have no problem with the dragon hypothesis. I, I, I actually think that dragons definitely could have existed at some point. I don't know, they look like dinosaurs, don't they? But here's the thing. Why is this guy so obsessed with dragons? What, like, is this guy, is this, is, you think this is a culture thing? Or do you think that this guy is just fully skits out? I think he's a little skits out. And he also saw Lord of the Rings a little too late in life, personally speaking. But he also did show me a picture. His screensaver is a picture of people whose heads uh, are in their chest. And it was a drawing. And he said that because people drew it, it had to have existed at some point And that it probably still exists to this day. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, though, I was really just looking for fried rice. So I was being as nice as possible. I mean, he sounds like a pretty chill dude to like want to chat you up about dragons while you're trying to buy food. That's some shit I would do. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about what he's saying, dude. I, I the dragon thing is cool because supposedly dragons are more than just creatures. They're sentient beings. They can speak languages and all that shit. Really, at the end of the day, I think that's pretty fucking cool, dude. Maybe he is a dragon. I'm starting to think that he's like a great, great ancestor of a dragon. You know, maybe maybe dragons didn't die out. They just became schizophrenic people that make uh, Thai food. Yeah. Well, you know, actually. Have you ever had a good pad CU, dude? <laughs> Those are some beefy fucking noodles, man. That's some dragon noodle, dude. That's it pretty has good. to be dragon, right? All dragon? That's a, that's a dragon noodle. That's pretty sick. I just love that this guy's just down to like, this is what I do to my coworkers in my office all day. So, you know, if he gets the opportunity to chat up a customer about some crazy shit, he's going to do it, you know? I'm terrified for you to meet this man. I feel like we would never get our food. It I sounds also- like <laughs> i would work there with him <laughs> and build an empire a chinese empire of dragons so the worst part is the dude the dude is incredibly caucasian right capital c and i was not expecting that yeah i know i know <laughs> right like he the dude's honestly a dale gribble but the thai food is made basically 99 percent by his wife who is thai and so the whole time, basically, he just screams this insane rhetoric at you while she side-eyes you and him and makes your food at the same time. That and would so be Kelly. She- <laughs> that's real. That's so real. That sucks. Because it's like, that's that life is coming for me, dude. I really hope you guys don't get one job together at some point, because that'll definitely be what ends up happening if you guys co-op anything in the future. I don't want my partner to ever see work me. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) That's the issue, man. So I work from home, right? And so every day they hear work me from the studio. Uh, Oh, yeah. So you, you leak in a little bit like she could actually tune in if she wanted to. She does. She does. Like, I'll come out of a meeting and I'll be like, fuck that. Like, this she'll be like, yeah, that person was a fucking asshole. And I'll be like, fuck do you know what's going on in there? I found myself, like, yeah, my, I, I am fully convinced that if Kelly met work me, she'd be like, why are you not this nice to me? <laughs> I was like, because I have to go along to get along at that point. You know what I mean? Like, I that, don't know. That's the antithesis of the conversation that Sophie and I just had, because... We really have discovered that it's not like 
you know, when people use that like really shitty phrase like adulting, it's like adulting. What it really is is swallowing your pride and being nice when you don't fucking want to be nice. Like when someone's been absolutely shitty to you, and you just have to like swallow that and be like, oh yeah. I'd- I'd love to do that for you. I'm so excited, even though you just treated me like liquid garbage. Like that's that's the part where people are like, "I'm shocked you have that in you." And I'm like, "Yep." yep. I feel like adult the the term adulting is so funny to me. On top of that, I I have this conversation all the time where it's like people our age, the millennials, if you will, are actually somebody referred to us as Gen Y on no. or. Gen Y was it Gen Y? Somebody was like, "Yeah, you have a Gen," and I was like, "Well, then why do they why do they call us a slur then?" The millennials <laughs> i i've wondered the same thing though like do we have a gen is are we like gen m like what's the but what, a prevailing thing through our generation that i'm noticing is people who are quote-unquote adulting they're they have a job they pay rent they have insurance and then they have the mind of a baby like they actually can't figure out like they don't understand what's going on but they are somehow succeeding through life in a way like that's it's 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 kind of weird. I don't really Those know. Those are your friends that it. openly openly live at home. I mean, that's what they- for sure. But like, I, well, living at home kind of sounds kind of nice right now, dude. I'm not like, even sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I honestly think I say those things just because I'm a little bit upset that I a have projection. To, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm projecting every time I pay my mortgage or like have to like buy stuff. Like I'm, I'm just projecting. I'm like, just like no wouldn't one- that be nice to go back, dude? Wouldn't you it be nice? nice? It would be. You're you're going up all fours on your on your carpeted stairs to go play some cod and drink some fucking Mountain Dew, dude. That's what we want. That you didn't fucking pay for. No, none it, of it. You didn't pay for anything. It, you didn't pay for the game. You don't pay for the electricity because, like back then, you don't even think about that shit. Now I think about things like electricity and water. Like back in the I day, mean, back then, you didn't even think about how fucked up it was to be alive, dude. You were just like <laughs> loving it, dudes. I mean, that's fucking accurate. I think what about time. that all the time. What a time. But yeah, I, I definitely want to meet this guy, uh, the, the dragon guy, white white guy telling you about dragons and stuff. I love guys who pull up stuff on Google Images and say that this is, you know, a thing. Because no, you we're going to have him on to, to talk about it for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if there is a shit ton of stuff on Google Images. So I don't know. They don't. I was Maybe. really, I'm not going to lie. Like he showed it to me and he's like, this looks just like bones, right? And it's like a hundred miles long. And I'm like, bro, I don't know if that's bones or fucking a mountain. Like, I if don't we're, know. If we're talking about dragons being like a hundred miles long. Yeah. I don't want to be around anymore. I don't Same. even want to think about it. So Same. realistically, if he's right, we're all fucked. I don't we're like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's pretty fucked up, man. But I'm glad that you had a good meal. And uh, well, was it good? I didn't even ask you. Yeah, dude. His wife makes really good food while he uh, talks to you about conspiracy theorists the whole time. It's great. That could be like a whole brand of restaurants. Yeah. Conspiracy theorists. But like you could do genres, right? Like not genres, but like, you know, like Italian conspiracy theorists and like, you know, Chinese conspiracy theorists. And but they should only do the conspiracies of their countries like so that you can <laughs> learn as you go out and try new food. You know what I mean? There's some pretty. Yeah, that could be fun. That could be really good. I'm trying to think of like what the meals would be called based on conspiracy theories. You know, you like, the, like the JFK smash burger. For yeah, I was going to say the, the deal. The dealy the dealy the dealy plaza uh, deli extravaganza or something. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Oh man. Um absolutely. So the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, I saw it on um on Netflix this week and I know I've been bugging you about it all week. You started Twin Flames, right? Uh I I think we are Twin Flames, dude. We are Twin Flames actually, and I I was told that this weekend in my $300 course it's, actually. I did you not see I think it was like a $2000 course that these people were taking. Oh, it's $300 like a week. So yeah. just like do the math on however long we're hanging out. Yeah, that's um, somebody smarter than us is going to have to do that. But yeah, that's yeah, a I lot can't of do money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my favorite thing is, is like, I'm sure you saw like the vow and like the Keith Raniere cult stuff like last year when they did the multiple documentaries on it. Yep. But like, that's right down the street from where we grew up. 
that happened in like Saratoga, New York, and uh, Schenectady. A, a girl we went to high school with in the HBO documentary. Really? Mm-hmm. I forget which. I forget her name. I'd have That's to all ask. Right. We probably shouldn't say it anyway. No, we're gonna. T- we're actually gonna put her on. <laughs> we're gonna blast this bitch right well, here. Actually, it turned out she went to a meeting and realized that it was a cult basically instantly, which I thought was pretty, pretty funny, considering how bad our school was. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shout out. Shout out to her. I mean, dude, if you're from our school, you're either like doing well or you're in a multi-level marketing scheme at this point on Facebook. So which both, you know, that might, you know, hey, I could use a couple of Cutco's knives. Vector knives ain't going to sell themselves. All right. All right. <laughs> But yeah, that I, I mean, I, having a hometown cult really makes it more fun to watch all the cult stuff. I can compare everything to our hometown cult. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of, oh, I call, I call that. I don't even know what Keith Raniere's cult, whatever that shit was called. Um, Nexium. Nexium. I kind of think of that as our hometown cult. You but know? they spelt it like a Fearless Records band and took out all the vowels. Dude, they did look like a, a band that used to be like metalcore, but now turned into like a progressive rock band. It's and that. They, like, it's, cut the it's, out. It actually, yeah, the drummer of that band who said that he he took all of his uh, merch uh, tips away from his merch guy. That's actually the guy who started the cult. The guy in Tesseract. I've never seen a quicker turnaround, by the way, in music <laughs> history. I've never seen a quicker turnaround than like thirty-five minutes. I, we do not want to turn this into a podcast about merch cuts right now. You don't want that smoke, dude. My new favorite thing I've been noticing because I've, you know, I finally started going to podcast shows. Like I haven't really been to a bunch, but I started going to a couple. And, you know, podcasters are quickly learning how merch cuts work, right? Because like podcasters were never in the music game. So they have no idea like the gut uh, ripping out uh, financial, you know, burden that you know, the venue can put on you for merch or force on you in a moment's notice, right? Which I think you know more than enough about. Mm-hmm. But what I've noticed now is, is they're like, hey, um, for the price you'd normally get it, we'll like two day ship it to you. Uh, here's the QR code at our merch table. We're not selling shit here. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of bands who, uh, especially when bands go over to the UK, because those those merch cuts post COVID have gotten pretty egregious, especially oh, for like okay. the the major venues. People will literally just sell merch in their van outside, like with zero fucks. I mean, they'll get yelled at, but like, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, it's funny. Well, here's the other thing about podcasters, dude, and comedians specifically, because I have I we at work we've talked to a couple of them or whatever, and we've been in 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 you know trying to get involved in more than just music. And, and the more I realize, like, being in a band for so long, you you. you have to split the money i mean the money gets split so it's like you know you're not making shit ever (laughs) so when you're a comedian or when you're a podcaster with you know one or two people you know chances are you have a a revenue stream that's way more (laughs) fucking legitimate or something that's actually supposed to keep you up like a patreon or something and that's your main source of income and then they see merch as like a like supplementary income which is super funny to me because I'm like, for bands that can sell out venues 12 times the size of you, that is their sole income. And it makes them so much money. Well, let's be real. It's not going to make you so much, but it makes you enough money to be able to, because of the way it's structured now. And comedians are like, they'll like put their name in like Helvetica font on a shirt and call it Mm -hmm. merch. And you're like, you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I just sell merch. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. It's really crazy yeah. to me that it's, but yeah, it's funny to see them have to also deal with the the merch cut issue now. I feel like that's a, definitely a funny, uh, a funny way for podcasters to have to realize the struggles of being in a touring band. But I would recommend podcasting over being in a touring band. Let's be, let's be a hundred percent. I would take the merch cut at that point, dude. I'm yeah. not. I'm not yeah. loading gear. I'm not fucking worried about the pit. I don't have to give security meetings before. Sounds great. You're not eating random cafeteria food once you a week. You probably are. You're probably eating hummus and pita chips every day. But <laughs> it worked, dude. That's protein, baby. Hummus, dude. Hummus is a low key banger for the green room. So what can I say? Um, I freaking love hummus, dude. I I completely agree. Uh, jumping on that, jumping on that, what we were talking about before, 
I know you haven't gotten to this part yet, but I just want to let you know that my mouth was on the floor and yours is going to be for the third episode of that Twin Flames. Strictly on the basis that um, we get into the point, and I was talking to somebody about this last night, like in no way am I, do I care, you know, what you are in this world, who you want to be, like I'm all for it, right? I, you this be- is my favorite caveat to any sentence ever yeah so please say whatever well, you're well, it's say. not even gonna go where you think it's gonna go i think but it might i might just be the andrew jackson of this podcast but yeah. um at the end of the day i we get to a point in the podcast where and i know you've seen it like they're in the beginning they talk about how there's a few people who are trans women who they were totally okay with joining like when it got started and they like kind of buy up them in the first two and talked about them but then they came to this realization that like we have to marry these people to each other because all they're doing is like high level stalking strangers. And so we're going to have to do that. And so they start marrying them to each other, but they also ran into the issue of not believing in gay marriage and only having a cult full of women. So nearing the end of the podcast, there's an interview with a couple who one of the members of the couple is a trans woman and then the other person was a woman but they bullied her into becoming a trans man in order to be in the relationship with a trans woman i just feel like i'm doing like a math problem i was getting so fucking confused last this night. is this is truly putting well that's yeah. the thing is they tease the trans stuff at the end of the first episode so you go into the second episode being like hit me with that hit me with that shit because that's gonna be nuts and it just doesn't happen until the end and you're like dude please why would you do this to me like i just want to see this guy convince people all sorts of crazy shit and at the end of the day when you look at the guy uh, first of all sidebar his chick dude the, the the cult is ran by these these two people they're in a relationship or whatever yeah yeah yeah. what's their name i'm Sorry. not even i forget dude I, whatever they are but the 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 chick as you watch this documentary and i'm not kidding you this is like 100 percent trackable every single time she shows up on camera she is on more xanax than the the previous scene and she, at the end of the show, she is literally just a gelatinous blob sitting in her chair who cannot even speak, dude. And you're like, I love her. I get it. You know, I would start a cult with her too. You brought up gelatinous and we, we, we can both agree, right? Like big feeder vibes from homeboy, right? Like all the women feeder that he, vibes. feeder vibes. Interesting. Uh, yeah, you, that might be the... It. They get every woman that gets close to him as they go. Oh, I do remember that. A little bit bigger and bigger, and he's just, like, stoked on it. Like I, I think that's like what this is about. Like, it might, it's a power kink, but it's mostly about making them bigger. It's about getting a thick army together, regardless of gender, to girl take boss. on... Yeah, to take on the world. He wants to girl boss this shit. That's all. It's girl I just boss can't. Built. I can't believe having the... And you know what cracks me up is that this starts popping off in, I think, 2018. Yeah. Um. So, you know, pre-pandemic is when they're establishing their foothold in the Zoom world, you know? I didn't even know what Zoom was before 2019. No. And, and so these guys are primed and ready for like this guy this guy had a friend who worked at the wuhan virology lab well it's like it's too coincidental right like it worked out too well right he literally created this cult and like probably like i don't know 20 30 people gave a shit and then covid happened and then like seven thousand people gave a shit in like a month because they were all lonely as hell at home i i'm saying man he had a homie he's called he's you know He's calling his homie out at the Wuhan lab. His, his homie's like, hey, man, I know you're doing this Zoom thing. You might want to double down on it. You just, you might want to, you might want to really commit to this, man, because you're going to, you're really going to have a good time. And it worked. I mean, it's just crazy to me that the whole, the whole documentary has been crazy up until this point. I'm sure episode three is really going to tie it all together, but I, I just cannot genuinely put myself in the situation, you know? So it's like hard. It's not that I don't empathize. I do, obviously. It's like crazy. You know, you got to be in a dark place to be, you know, wanting to connect on that level with people. But, nope. dude, I don't, I don't know if I could see myself uh, doing that. 
I'll be honest with you. I just don't see it. Re- I don't see it really happening. Yeah, I think it's the exact like exemplification of them just finding people who unless it's Alex don't have Jones. another option. If it's Alex Jones, you can sign me up. Like I might, you know. But other than that, listen, Alex Jones has a fat ass. All right, I get where you're coming from. That that thing don't quit. Okay, yeah. dude. He's a he's a he's just a he has got the he's got the riz. He's the only one with the riz. But I, I genuinely find myself watching that documentary and just going, couldn't be me. Yeah. And then, and, but it's got, that's got to be everybody in that documentary. So I don't know. It's pretty funny. It depends on what the uh, situation is, I guess. But I just, I would need a really good cult, man. I don't know who, uh, who, who I would actually deem worthy of following into battle. Dude, a... it's just got, it's just Tom DeLong, man. If Tom DeLong started a cult and you were allowed, and there was open enrollment, you would join tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, if he pulled like a dude from Thirty Seconds to Mars and like rented an island, wanted to teach you about how consciousness and UFOs are linked. Speaking of Jared Leto, did you see that that motherfucker climbed the uh, Empire State Building? Okay, <laughs> you want to talk saw... about that? I I did see that video. What, what is, is that? Is he is he hooked up to it? Yes. Yes. I'm not impressed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. There's pull a guy who did that unhooked, bro. I'm no, not they said he's the first one to do it, like ever, according to this thing I read. But you know, All I right. can't read. No, so. I, <laughs> I actually I I'd be willing to believe it because the guy does seem like a genuine nutcase. But hold on, I let me, thought. Let me... I thought some guy did it with suction cups one time. All right, here I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up like uh pull that shit up, Jamie. Pull that shit up, Jamie. Let's see Let here. See Window. That's pretty. Uh, I find it I find it to be hilarious that like his manager probably knew like knew nothing about this. I imagine his manager uh, logged into Twitter one day and just saw. Oh my god, look at him. Yeah, look at this asshole. And you know he did this shit. He's like, come on, someone take a picture of me looking like this. Like, if for those of you, obviously you can't see it, but you know, this man is literally he looks like um He's doing that uh that anime girl face. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? It's yeah, got the a one weird that's name. Taken conventions and like the one that, you know, anyone who owns too many Funko Pops knows well, you, how to No, I'm them. talking about the one where you cross your eyes and stick your tongue out, like and you make yourself look uh, not smart. I guess is the word I'm looking for here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what if these just snapped? You know, I what mean, if- my ass would be sticking my hand out the window, dude, and cutting that shit. My is there somebody God. with him? Yeah, oh, there he's is. Got, he's got like safety people. You've got a team, and- bro, and shit. Get the fuck yeah. out of here, dude. Yeah, that's he pretty- com- But this is what I said. He completed the first ever climb of the Empire State Building. What are you going to tell that to the guys who were standing on that top guardrail building that shit or what, dude? <laughs> Those guys eating lunch on a fucking I beam, dude. To this day, I don't know how that's possible because I would literally like just fall and die in like two seconds. Every time I see those old pictures, they fucking like shock. I, the shit yeah, out of me. I, that that is that is unbelievable. You're right. I am actually pretty shocked at the. Uh, I'm pretty shocked that he even pulled that off, actually. The more I think about it, I'm like, you know what? He might suck, but I couldn't do it. Let's be real. I wouldn't do that shit. No way. I could never in a million years fucking climb the Empire State Building, even with 20 people with me. I think he's he's just put himself in such a disillusioned state that, like, being able to pull that kind of stuff off isn't even, like, questionable to him. It's just, I'm going to do a thing, and he does a thing. Yeah. Um... So I know we were gonna we talked about this as part of our thing. So we're gonna I'm gonna transition us over to some movie talk because for those of you who don't know, I watch movies too much and Brandon watches movies significantly too little. So I'm trying to up Brandon's film watching in this world. And um, first thing I'm gonna tell you is is go ahead and watch Saw X because that shit is crazy. And I know you used to watch those Saw movies as a kid like everybody else. Saw X. Yeah, it's the new one and. The cool thing is, is like for people like me who, um, dude, I gave up on Saw because it was like Saw 100. This one's actually in between one and two. So if you've seen the first two, you're in there, dude. You're in there like swimwear. Okay. Isn't there a scene in, the, you saw Saw X, you mean? You, you said yeah, yeah, you already yeah. saw it. So yeah. 
the, I hear that there's like a scene in that movie that has to do with like your fingers being, I don't want to spoil shit, but I guess getting your fingers okay. getting broken or something. Oh yeah, dude. Okay. Let me tell you something. The way that that was explained to me, from what I understand, you need to like break your hand in order to like free yourself or yeah, something. Yeah. What is that? How? Take my dick. I don't care. What do you mean? <laughs> You can pull my dick off with your hands. I like. What do you mean? Well, that's like they had this one where they gave in the new one they gave this girl a uh, like a a piano wire, and they told her, "Yeah, cut through your leg, or we're gonna cut your head off." And you're like, "Dude." I mean, <laughs> it, I want to be in the writers' room for these movies. Super bad, you know. It, like, it's got to be like the laziest writing in the world. Let's be real, because like. If yeah. that if that's what you're coming up with for torture porn, I mean, this is why nobody this is why no one cares, you know. You make one phone call to Guantanamo Bay, you're gonna have a better movie. You put those guys, I don't know, dude. Pretty pretty funny. It's just, it's funny to think about how how dark and dreary those Saw movies are, and then you think about like the reality of like actual torture, and you think like Guantanamo Bay has like a McDonald's in it. You get what I you get what I mean the yeah. dichotomy of it. it's not it's pretty funny when you really think about it you know you you put yourself in a in a room to torture somebody and then you like go to the break room and get McDonald's it's not like saw <laughs> <laughs> my thing is is I looked it up and it's basically three dudes who get together and just make saw movies those guys need to be put in prison. Yeah, probably. But uh, here's the thing, man. If they just want to make those movies and not um, do that shit in real life, I'll take it. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I I, I can agree to that. I'm cool with that. Now I'm stuck also, on. I'm stuck on Guantanamo McDonald's. I'm sorry. I what just do you keep... think? What do you think's on the menu there? Because you know, like McDonald's isn't a global thing, right? Like every single country and area, like global location has its own McDonald's menu, right? Well, the menu, so, yeah, right. I was going to say the menu is not global, but yeah, exactly. The yeah. global, it has a non-global menu. Yeah. Right. So I've had some weird McDonald's dude, to be honest. I've had some, I had the weirdest McDonald's I think I ever had was in the Czech Republic or Czech. Is that what it's called now? I forget what it's called now. Don't ask me. Something. That's it, was a in, you it was in it was in Prague, and they had all sorts of insane pork options, and I was very confused. It was it was weird. But um, I actually heard one time. I actually read an article about the Guantanamo McDonald's about how the guys who got hired to work at the Guantanamo McDonald's they had to get security clearances or something to that effect. Obviously, because yeah. they're working in Guantanamo. And then when they would go out to smoke cigarettes, they would get they wouldn't be able to come back in because of the security clear. It was like a huge problem in like national work to go out to national security yeah. issue. Yeah, I was like, that's <laughs> who's picking that job? Like you could work at the other McDonald's. <laughs> you could work at like downtown McDonald's, and they'll let you smoke inside. <laughs> go work at the Havana McDonald's. Like, I, what are you doing? How is that gonna help? You yeah, know what I mean? That's got to be a trip. I mean, it can't be any worse than uh, than our boy Santos, though. I, I, I that's what I woke up to this morning was the news about New York's finest. Um, and when I woke up, I thought he had just like how they made it look initially. For those of you who don't know, uh, Republican, what is he? He's a Republican representative, right? Santos. Yes. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. Is he? He's not running for. No, I'm getting him mixed up with one of the other guys running for Republican. Yeah, but uh, Republican George Santos, he's a New York State Republican rep. He, this weekend, the big headline was that his campaign funds were used to pay for OnlyFans. But I also found out that he spent some money this weekend or uh, in the last year to get Botox on himself, uh, which I found to be very interesting as, you know, not a very uh, large and in charge Republican act to do to go out there and get some Botox for yourself. Um, but you know, he might just be following in the way of Trump. I was going to say, he'd probably be surprised at how many of these guys probably have Botox. And then on top of that, it's like, re oh, dude, uh, that reminds me. Yes. The OnlyFans thing, 
is funny. I, I actually saw on Twitter all a million OnlyFans models claiming that he subscribed to them, which I thought was really funny for well, Cloud. That's the new ad today, right? Like, mm-hmm. It's not just like, I'm so hot that everybody wants me. It's I'm so hot that Republican uh, Congressional Committee George Santos wants me, baby. That's a pretty good... Uh, that's a, you know, that's, I, I think, uh, I would share that if I, uh, was, a, was a model, I think it would be a good clout gain, but here's the other thing, dude. So we just elected the, well, we didn't elect shit, but the Congress just elected a new speaker of the house, right? Speaker of the house. Did you see what happened with him? Is it, is this no. just like a pretty generic Republican guy who's been around for a while now? Yeah. Two years ago, he gave an interview about how he monitors his son's porn intake by making them sell each other accountability partners. So what happens is if either him or his son watches porn on their or any sort of racy shit on their phone, it immediately gets sent to your accountability partner. Do you think that's so they can schedule like co-masturbation sessions? No, he's like, it's literally the app is called Covenant Eyes. (laughs) That sounds like it's made by Mel Gibson. It's terrifying. But this is the guy, like, that would have been, in my eyes, such a big, like, crazy scandal if we were kids and that came out or something. And now you just go, oh, yeah. (laughs) We're just there now where we're like, oh, yeah, dude, dude watches when his kid masturbates. It's probably like a watch alarm. You know, he's sitting in our office just going, oh, God. At like three o'clock in the afternoon, when Trevor gets home from school, starts beating his shit. Yeah, it's pretty. That's pretty crazy, dude. That's pretty hot, dude. What can I say? Just you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually put Kelly as my porn accountability partner. You don't want to do that. So when I watch porn, she just gets a notification immediately to her phone. I could just see like a like this could be a skit, right? Like Kelly walks out the door, she's like, "Hey, I love you," and she like gives you a little kiss on the forehead, and you're like, "I love you too. I hope you have a safe day." The minute she closes the Blinds door, lines are like, down. <laughs> <laughs> well, like immediately, you see the shutters go down as she leaves the door. It's just instant. Yeah, pretty much. Have I ever told you my uh, my pitch for you know being an OnlyFans like uh, tour manager, if you will? Have you ever heard this pitch? No, let me hear it. I've given this pitch to many people, and uh, some people have responded pretty well to it. I've asked people who are on OnlyFans, too, and they seem pretty responsive to it, too. So I would essentially be – I would have control of the account. I would take 10% of the income of the model. I would do all of the correspondence between the model and their freaks. Probably yeah. using Chat GPT, so I don't have to think about it. And uh, essentially build like a Google spreadsheet for them with times, costs, requests, type, whatever. Build one out a week for them. Say you make the content, I'll post. You could post if you want, whatever, how, whatever the agreement is. And I would just take ten percent of that cut and do all of like the back end work for them. How does this feel? I, I think that's a pretty good cut. Like, I think for the amount of penises you're going to have to see, 10% is more than fair. I'm going to have to see an endless amount of penis, dude. It's like, it's like not fair. To it's going to be more than when you're just trying to like talk to somebody on Omegle when you're 15. Rest in peace, Omegle, by the way. Rest in peace. Uh, my wife showed me that yesterday and I was like, damn, rest to a legend, you know? That is... That is an era of untapped bullshit, dude. Like, I feel like, you know, our parents were worried about us meeting strangers and stuff. And it was like we were on Omegle at each other's houses, dude. Like, just watching guys that look like your dad jerk off. I can genuinely say there have been multiple times where I've just sat even in the yard, like in someone's yard as a teenager with that shit on in a group and just watched men go at themselves, dude. Just yeah. rolling the camera. I like when it's like a real, like, you know, you get a couple, you get a, a wide variety of guy. Yeah. But obviously my favorite is mid sixties white guy. Like it's, I, I, I just have to, I ha- I can't, it's like a car crash. They yeah. always look like Santa Claus on there. It, 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 the webcam is smudged. It's like <laughs> smeared for some reason. And like, you, you know. It's there's a there's just a certain type of guy, man. And like they're really sad now and I kind of feel for them, you know. 
because no, that was yeah that was the only yeah. joy they had in life man well, what's the other one? They can just jump over to chat roulette, right? And like jerk off in oh, front of streamers. Oh, I forgot there was another one. Yeah. Interesting. The streamers use chat roulette now. So I feel like if you really wanted to fuck with streamers, those old guys should just go over there and ruin those dudes' live streams. How the by fuck could you stream? Like, it's what that, are the... It's that new service. It's the one that had, what is it called? Kick or whatever? Oh, the they don't give a no... shit if you post old man penis? They don't care. They they say you can turn porn on. Wow. They say you can like at one point they even char they even like really tested the feasibility. And one of those big kids that like does the streaming on there, I know I sound like I'm a hundred years old. He fucking <laughs> streamed the Super Bowl on there just to see what would happen. I mean, people have done shit like that on Twitch, they just typically get in trouble. I don't know if that's yeah. the situation on Kick, but that's pretty crazy. I've just heard that kick it kind of allows you to do whatever the fuck you want uh, comparatively to the other ones. And that's why people are jumping. Huh. Um, yeah. So I wanted to tell you, I watched, um, I've been watching for those of you guys who don't know, Brandon has a side hustle is working, uh, making videos for cracked bell, the merch company in Philadelphia. And I wanted to let you guys know uh, as much as I hate the Philadelphia 76ers, you guys need to go to 76ers games just as much as you need to go to Eagles games. Because are, those people are terrible. Are you going to pay me for this or what, dude? Dude, I'm they, they should pay you for that. <laughs> they do gotta, pay me. They do pay me for it, you know, as a content yeah. god. But it's just getting, dude, driving in Philly, like the way Philly sports is set up is all of their stadiums are outside of the city in the same yep. spot in South Philly. If you are anywhere near that area while shit is going down you're fucked There's so it's no like way. it is so it is so inconvenient to actually get that shit done to be honest with you but it's it's worth it, it to me it's been really funny to talk to philadelphia fans but i you know eagles fans are the ones that i feel like are most well known you know i don't really have a vibe of what the 76ers fans are going to be when i first started coming to philadelphia regularly i was dating somebody else at the time and i would hang out in an area called east falls and east falls this was probably i don't know 2014 2015ish and east falls was i don't know a couple of blocks away from where the 76ers used to practice or i think they still practice or whatever and right next to that practice area is uh, it's like a big, you know, like gym building or whatever. It's got like a big bubble top or whatever. But right next to it is a Target. And uh, me and my ex used to go to this Target all the time and, you know, buy groceries and do whatever. And there would just be 76ers in there and no one would say hi to them. No one even wanted to be friends with. They were so bad at the time that people genuinely just fucking ignored them. And I thought that was really funny. So That's now Philadelphia to a whole though. Oh, without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. It's really funny. But like I said, I have no idea how the 76ers fans are. Is there going to be a difference between the, the football and basketball fans of Philadelphia? Like who knows? Probably not. They're probably Same equally attitude, as crazy. Different group of people. That's yeah. all. I want attitude. I want to go to some union games because you know Philadelphia actually ha happens to have a decent enough soccer team in the MLS. I think it's the MLS. I forget what it is. Yeah, that's MLS. Yeah, yeah. But um, I want to interview some. I feel like they're going to be a little bit more thoughtful potentially. I don't really know. I could be wrong you don't about want that. Thoughtful though. I want British. Um, I want British Philadelphians. That's what I want. So I'm hoping at the soccer we could we could catch a few, dude. Fair. Uh, staying on the vein of sports, have you heard about the uh, the guy who died playing hockey in the UK in the professional league last week? And now they've arrested the person who like ran into him essentially for murder. I did. I actually watched the video too uh, because I was curious as to how that was gonna like why it was so controversial or whatever. Yeah, how do you think that looked? I mean, as a layman, it looks like he kicked him, but yeah. I talked to the guy that I work with, one of the guys that I work with like directly uh, in my office, uh, played D1 hockey and coach, still coaches hockey and stuff. And he's very, he's very, very, very knowledgeable about hockey. So I asked him what he thought about it. And he basically said the same thing that I feel like any professional hockey player was going to say, where it's like, you cannot control when you lose your, like, that's a situation where that dude lost his, like, he was, he was going forward. He tried to catch himself. And that kick ended up hitting the guy. You know what I mean? And like, there's other instances of that happening, even in the NHL, 
you know, this was this happened in some UK league, I think, or whatever. Yeah, right? it's like the professional UK hockey league or Europe hockey league or whatever. Yeah, so something like that. So, you know, I, I that guy also did used to play for the NHL, from what I understand. I think he played on the Penguins. Yep, he played on a couple teams. He played in Minnesota. So, I don't know. Like as a layman, I look at it and it does look like intentional. As well. But, but yeah, he was uh, coming from you know, somebody who played who just decades. Didn't pan out, league. so went to the Euro Pro leagues to make a good paycheck. Yeah, and from what I understand, from somebody who has played decades of hockey and is coached almost equally as long, he's he is chalking it up as something that probably did not mean to happen. I just it, don't know how you can open the precedent to begin. Well, here's the other thing too, right? Isn't the guy who kicked him black? I don't know. I think he I genuinely is. don't know. I'm pretty sure he is. And like, that's a big part of this too. I feel like is with people aren't really like, I don't know. It sucks. Cause like hockey just have less representation. I feel like, you know, obviously. Yeah. And I, I think it's really easy to put it like, put this guy in a box and make it seem like he's acting a certain type of way too. And I'm sure a lot of the fan base kind of also, plays a, like it's kind of an easy way of saying something without saying it do you know what i mean absolutely and something i'm finding really interesting is it seems like they are really not trying to name the guy who did it in any news article even after the arrest it's all just the name of the guy who passed away um which is somewhere in here and then there's just no like it's always a man has been arrested like they do not really want to publicize this, which I find very yeah. interesting. No, I mean, it's probably for the best. I mean, that's honestly more than I would expect from anybody in this situation, just because it's so salacious and crazy. But right. I mean, I feel awful for the guy who died. I mean, nobody, nobody signs up to play hockey to get fucking kicked in the neck, you know, but I think everybody yeah. under like anybody who plays hockey for a reasonable amount of time. And I'm sure you understand this playing rugby and shit. Like, you see egregious injuries. You know what I mean? You're going to see them and people play through them and shit. Yeah. So it's the spirit of the sport. And, you know, oftentimes it's the athletes who need to be protected from themselves because they're always going to push it their hardest. And in a freak scenario like that, I don't really think there's anything anybody can do. And I'm sure nobody actually wanted to kill anybody at the hockey game. No. Like, dude, probably wanted to win the fucking game and was just overexerting himself and. I, it might not have even been that. It might have just been he fucking lost his balance and tried to, you know, when you try to catch yourself, your legs kick up and shit happens. Like, it, it's got to be such a fucking shitty situation, dude. Like, I can't even imagine. That's kind of how I feel about it, too. I just feel like, you know, this guy feels horrible, right? Because he was just trying to make, I don't think it was on purpose. And then... He's living with that guilt at home, and then he gets picked up and arrested for it, which I just think sets a really bad precedent. Like, perfect example, right? Like, that's like saying, you know, the dude who tackled Damar Hamlin should go to jail. Yeah. Well, the guy, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, that was a real, that situation was crazy because that was that like was the, the most normal tackle I've ever seen in my life. So it's like, I guess that that is the difference, right? Like, or that, that didn't look like a bad. That didn't even look like it was flag worthy at any point. Whereas, so let's like, say it like this. Let's say a Damar Hamlin like injury happened because someone hit someone egregious as fuck. Sure, okay. Right? Yeah, sure. Let's say that. Like, let's just make up that scenario. Are we gonna send that person to jail? You know what I mean? For like for like, you know, unpremeditated murder, you know what I mean? Um Yeah, like a like a manslaughter charge or something. Yeah. I it's just a, think that would be crazy. It's a slippery slope. I also, here's the other thing. Uh, this was also explained to me because I didn't understand this either, but apparently being arrested in the UK is more of a, uh, it's more of like a, like that's part of the process. Like even it's, it, their due process is different than America. So it's like, you can be arrested and brought in even if, you know, you don't have all it, the facts. Correct. Yeah. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to put it that way, but they just have a different process or whatever. And it's more normal to be arrested and brought in because of their due process than it is here. It's harder to like actually detain and arrest and bring somebody in because of the way our shit is worded or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, I I, I would like to hear from the other guy's perspective, you know, but at the same time, you, I I would uh, like, 
if I was him, I'd be like, I don't want to talk about this, right? Like, I just, this is fucked. Yeah, there's no way that we'll ever hear from this dude, regardless of what happens, in my opinion. I mean, like, if he's, this it, is going to be yeah. the end of his career. He's not going to want to do this shit anymore, I feel like. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, definitely, man. I mean, that's traumatic as fuck. That's crazy. That's it's. I would be like, I would be terrified to look at a fucking, I don't even know what they call them, like uh, cleats or whatever, like the, the blade of a friggin' shoe, of a hockey shoe ever again. I'd be terrified. Like, yeah, dude. Like, I mean, I've always been terrified of ice skating. I, I tried to take ice skating lessons as a kid because I wanted to play hockey. And I, the skate, like you were saying, dude, the skates fucking scare me, dude. Like, I, I just like, for some reason, was convinced I was going to chop my finger off accidentally with my own skate somehow. So that's just yeah, like, me. You know, you fall over More and you try to catch yourself and myself. then you end up riding right over your fucking hand but, and uh, just like having no that's, fingers. That's a fucked up situation, definitely. That's my that was my fear as a kid. Like if I fall over, what am I gonna cut off of myself with these skates? Yeah. Yeah. I mean you got a lot of you gotta have a lot of balls to play hockey in my opinion, dude. That's a crazy sport. There were there were a handful of kids we went to school with who played hockey, and I always found them to be some of the most interesting kids I have ever had the pleasure of sharing classes with, because they will just say and do whatever they want. Um, I find it very, very inspiring. That's pretty wild, dude. <laughs> You're very inspired by, what, Canadians or something? That's pretty I cool, guess. dude. I guess. That's pretty cool. Uh, That's pretty I'll take cool. The, I'll take that. Well, you know, sports, sports shit, typically uh, not so dark. So I don't like when it gets that dark. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not my thing. I know. So, I feel like it's getting darker by the year these days. It's like an, a tragic injury every month. And, you know, I just need something in my life to be like. The real question is, was the guy who got skated in the neck vaccined? Because that, that definitely probably made it an impact you know what i mean well if he was then his neck skin was weaker than someone who that's wasn't. this is what i'm saying dude we need to these are the questions that vaxxed is he vaxxed is he vaxxed that's like oh dude that's like one of my least favorite things and i know it's a troll and i'm gonna be real like i have a problem fighting the trolls because like i know that that that, that it's a troll comment and i still have to like let it go but whenever someone like you know there's a like the other scary thing is like kids are getting like heart failure, like, you know, going down and stuff. And we're not looking at like, oh, what are we doing with this new generation at birth or like when they're in the womb that could be affecting their hearts? People are like, oh, that kid got vaxxed. So it's, it's definitely it's definitely the vax that caused them to a 19 year old to have a heart attack at a basketball practice. I'm like, ah, yeah, ah, that's a big ass stretch, you know, that's fair. Like, I don't know if you know this. I know you don't really follow the sport, but like LeBron James' son had a heart attack at college basketball practice this year. No shit. I didn't know yeah. that. I mean, obviously I'd heard because I, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm on Twitter, so I hear all this yep. shit about the young athletes, but I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah, he still, this was supposed to be his freshman year at USC, and he still hasn't played because he's not medically cleared, but he went like down unresponsive at their first practice of the year. And had a heart attack at like uh, 18, 19 years old. And it was the whole thing was every, all the comment section was just like, Betty was vaccinated. I bet LeBron made him get vaccinated. I bet LeBron hates that his kid's vaccinated now. I'm like, I bet you he's not thinking about a vaccination at all, bro. Just just me <laughs> retweeting like a like a horrifying image of like a Gazan child being killed and just saying vaxxed? Question vaxed, mark. Question mark. <laughs> Well, that's the whole thing, right? Uh, the only reason that America supports Israel is because Israel's vaxxed in Palestine. They're so. deeply vaxxed, actually. If I remember correctly, Israel was on a fourth round of vaccines before anybody else, which is kind of crazy. I'm like, four rounds? Have you what seen round my... are we on? I only took the original two. I never got Me boosted. Too. But I also never get my flu shot and shit. So it's like, it's I'm not treating it any different than anything else. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I never really got the um I never really got the whole idea of the I never really did the flu shot every year either. I just yeah, I once school once I didn't have to worry about being in school and shit, I just it never took priority in my life. So I was just it was like 
whatever. I usually only get sick twice a year anyway. And like my, like, I, I'm not one of those people who like, you know, has this, like has immune problems and shit like that. So it's like, I, I can kind of just get through it for the most part. So I don't, I don't know. I just, let's turn this into a fucking anti-vax podcast right now, dude. You want to? <laughs> well, I think it'd be really funny to run an anti-vax podcast with two people who are vaccinated. Uh, this, this podcast is brought to you by Pfizer. Also, though, so we're allowed to say what we're saying right now. It's just you, me, and Travis Kelsey holding it down for the Pfizer community. <laughs> Dude, we're just trying to get Taylor Swift tickets. Travis, if you can get us some Taylor Swift tickets, um, we'd appreciate it. I think Pfizer is the only place to get Taylor Swift tickets. You have to go on Pfizer's website and uh, sign up. I thought it was really funny. Travis Kelsey did the Pfizer commercial, and then Aaron Rodgers called him Mr. Pfizer. So then I know. He went on his- he went on the internet with a Pfizer football jersey on that said Mr. Pfizer on the back. Like, he just leaned into it like a fucking guy who gets paid way too much. I mean, that's the only way to respond to something like that because uh, Aaron Rodgers is right as fuck. And <laughs> the <laughs> based Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's right. And then the only way to actually, like, like when you're, when you're, when somebody's right and they're crushing you, the only way to, the only way to beat them is to lean into it. So I respect both sides of that, to be honest with you. They both did well in their little spar. but In their little football beef. When yeah. you wear the jersey that says Mr. Pfizer, you're going to lose me a little bit. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, might, <laughs> you might not have me all the whole time, is all I'm saying. You lost me in the second half, partner. I go for <laughs> Travis. Travis Kelsey's just dude. How about his tweets that have been? Have you seen this? Where it's like, oh yeah, he's been on Twitter like as long as we have, and he's like yeah. around the same age or whatever. He's maybe a little like, is he, is he younger than us? Or is he? Uh, I think no. I think he's like two or three years older than okay, us. Okay, yeah, that makes he's, sense. He's five years older than us. He's like oh, thirty five years older than us. Okay, thirty four. Oh, he's older than I thought. Yeah. How old's his brother? Uh, I think like thirty seven. That makes more sense. Okay. Interesting. Uh, no, his brother's 36, but yeah, he'll be 37 in this. So he's older year. though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. His brother's two years older than he is, but like people, people get this mixed up all the time. And this is going to trip you up for like someone who doesn't watch a ton of sports. Travis Kelsey is a year older than Rob Gronkowski. Oh, wait, but Rob Gronkowski has been retired for two years. Yeah. That, yeah. But he had a way That's more, so it, I feel like he had a, such an explosive career that it makes sense, but that is funny to think about. But what ha- well, what happened was is is Trav uh, Rob Gronkowski played two years of college and then went right to the NFL, and uh, Travis Kelsey played was in college for like five years. Hell yeah, he, so se- he seems like the kind of guy that'd be in school for a little longer. You know what I mean? He uh, he messed up <laughs> and then got kicked off of a really I've, big deal football team. I and remember. Then, Wasn't he yeah. quarterback and then they moved him to tight end or something? Pretty much. And he, yeah, he was just doing a bunch of crazy stuff in life. And uh, they, um, yeah, they just kind of booted him off of a good team. And then he got onto the team his brother was on. And then he stayed there and made the, made the NFL, you know, the whole story. Okay. Yeah. Well, his tweets as of recently have been going multiple viral like over and over again so people are just like reverse searching his tweets to go back to as far as possible 2010 2009 era and he like what's funny about it up here please he tweets exactly the same as everybody we know from that time like it's so funny to think about a time before twitter was a place where everybody went to debate like the topic of the day you know i think i think this one's my favorite um it says i just gave a squirrel a piece of bread and it straight smashed all that shit i have no idea they ate bread like that hashtag crazy he says i hop i love coming here for breakfast um I think I'll have the T-bone steak and eggs, please. Ha ha. With some white toast on the side. And every single sentence ends in an exclamation point. Dude, that's... This is mine because this is me accusing everyone I have in my phone. Right? All caps. Too mad right now. Can't find my phone. Either someone took it or I misplaced it. But either way, I'm phoneless. Explanation mark. It's... It's... It's beautiful. It's honestly beautiful. It's a snapshot... Can can we start reverse searching slurs or was he smart enough to delete those? You know that he had a team to delete those when Taylor Swift got involved. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, 
I feel that dude. I literally had to, dude, I've told you this story, but I've literally, I had to, before Elon Musk took Twitter over, I had them send my, they gave you the option to do this. They'd send you your tweet archive as a, as a zip folder. And I'm talking about everything you've ever tweeted is in that bitch. And you're, it's totally searchable and everything. And uh, I almost fucking killed myself reading my tweets, dude. I was like, I was like, what the fuck was I thinking, dude? I cried at one point thinking like, I'm such a, fu-. and you know, like I was just being hard on myself. You know what I mean? You see stuff that you would say back then. I mean, yeah, you know, what the should... fuck? Yeah. But like, that's fun. It's funny that it was like super innocuous, like, like almost like the most basic shit in the world next to like tweet, like racist tweets about Asian people. And what was at least with, for me, dude. What and was up with them? Everybody loved to be racist against Asian people. It was the safe one back in the early aughts, dude. It was like, well, did you see? Did you see the new joke that um, what's who's the guy there that got canceled for the for the uh, Shane Gillis? He said, "You used to be able to make fun of Asians. I was the last one." Oh yeah, he was the last boat out. I was the last one. That was last. Well, to be there. fair, Hinchcliffe might have been the last one. Yeah, uh, they they went in there right at the same time, and like that's like people who were like, I don't care that it's like you know Asian hate ending time. Uh, I'm gonna keep making jokes and see what happens. It's like don't poke the bear like that, bro. I mean, at the end of the day, right? Like, I think it's important for people to acknowledge that uh, how they used to talk compared to now. I feel like so many yeah. people our age talk about stuff and are like you know, act like they always knew what was best. And that frustrates <laughs> me to no end. I'm being dead ass serious too. Cause yeah. it's like, I don't think what I said back then was funny. I don't think it was great, but to, no. to not acknowledge that you were at one point saying stuff like that is to just try to rewrite history and make it seem like, you know, it's just that to You're me whitewashing is social media. Yeah, it's lying about your own shit too. Like what's more racist owning your, stupid immature jokes or denying that you ever made them yeah so like i don't fucking agree with what i was saying when i was fucking 15 dude like that's crazy to think about but but historically i will say most people do not hold the same standards that they did when they were 15 you know that's what that's what growing up's all about i actually well that's that's a great point and it's kind of how i frame it where it's like i'm proud of my progress as a human being like i'm proud that i i can see tangibly see the amount of shit that i've taken in and learned and how i've applied that to my life right like not to get too fucking existential or whatever but it's like that's something i could be proud of because i went hey with without anybody actually telling me I needed to change. I made that change myself because I knew it was for yep. the best. You know what I mean? And I like that about me. That's and like a good you thing. Were, you were born in 1994, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have this strong belief that like if you were born between like 1992 and 1996, it's a, just as much of a blessing as it was a curse that I feel like introductory social media technology, we were the starter generation every time. You know what I mean? Sure. Like every time a new one came out, it was meant for a little bit of an older audience. And we were a little bit older than the last time one came out. So when we first started, you know, there was like MySpace and even like those games that were basically social media when we were kids that like had us interacting with strangers and stuff like RuneScape and like Club Penguin and bullshit like that. And then you got MySpace and like we were just old enough for like MySpace and, and like AIM and like stuff like that, you know, in middle school. And then right when like they opened up Facebook, we were in high school and we were like, oh, we should move over to this. And, you know, Twitter came out and then we had already had Facebook and it was like on the phones and we had we all had, you know, the newest phones. Yeah. We were spoiled white kids. And oh, yeah. Um, all of my worst tweets were sent via text message to Twitter. I would text 40404. <laughs> The LG V3 chocolate sent the raunchiest tweets of all time. No one should have been tweeting using T9 word, but we were. What'd you do? It was like 40404. It was, uh, yeah, 40404. And you would, and you would get the confirmational login. And then after a certain point, you were also able to get other people would their tweets would get sent to you from 40404. If you, if they at replied you or anything like that. Oh yeah. yeah. Or you could just have yeah. their tweets on. You just, it was nuts. That was a crazy time. Yeah. That's when you'd like leave a class and there'd be like 40 text messages from fucking Twitter on your phone. Dude. I'm just hoping that the, 
the the future aliens theory that I've been getting into recently is true because eventually that means we all just become gray aliens and there's no more of this bullshit. We can't argue about it anymore. Okay, so we're we're jumping onto aliens and I didn't even mean to segue. It's it's okay. It's into the aliens. But, I've been waiting. Uh, is when you talk about future aliens, is this the Tom DeLong stuff we were talking about a couple weeks ago? No, that stuff was interesting. That Tom DeLong thing was interesting. Supposedly, that was like a sports reporter that knew him from before. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was probably like a fan of Blink or whatever, and saw him at I think it was a boxing match, and they talked about this because they were interested in aliens or whatever. And Tom basically just like laid out in a in a quicker fashion what he's been trying to put out on podcasts for like the past five ten years if you go back and listen to that joe rogan podcast essentially what's listed out in that post is very similar to what he's trying to get across to joe rogan it's just before all that new york times stuff came out it's before his company was involved in leaking the, the videos so nobody was taking him seriously um but so some would argue he was at his most honest I mean, there are a lot of points in that podcast that are really frustrating because he talks about how he can't get into certain things, right? And most people were chalking that up into to be like, oh, he's just he's talking out of his ass. But then yeah. it, you find out through WikiLeaks and then later through the New York Times that he was talking to generals and he was talking to John Podesta, who would have been our Secretary of State if Hillary Clinton got elected, and he was talking to all sorts of like people in the intel community and stuff. So. All of that podcast happened before any of that was truly revealed. So I would love to see him go back on and, you know, Joe, Joe seems to respect what he's done now. So it's like, that would be, I would like that conversation to happen actually. But regardless, Tom has always been very passe about actually revealing the true nature of the phenomenon or whatever, but he's been very, uh, he's been good about trying to steer people away from the idea of it being aliens from another planet which is something that I've always believed for a long time. And people look at me like I'm crazy because, you know, I bring up aliens and then I go, yeah, but actually they're they're not from this planet. Yeah. Yeah. They're actually time travelers and people look at me like I'm on crack, you know? Fair. But uh, I mean, I think that it's funny. I need to bring this up to the Thai guy and see if he's had any, uh, this is like, you're going to be my, my liaison to this man. And he's going to actually, who we're, who I'm doing this podcast with. (laughs) (laughs) It's just through it. Yeah. I just like, he's just busy making food. So like, you're going to talk to him for me and then we'll fucking, we'll just, we'll just do a chat every, you know, every week on it. But yeah, I mean, uh, like the only reason I'm bringing up the future alien thing is because there was actually a really big YouTube video that came out recently. Jesse Michaels, probably one of my favorite guys covering the topic on YouTube. He's a venture capitalist who works for uh far right guy, Peter Thiel. Okay. Um, and, uh, I, he himself is not particularly right wing from what I can tell or anything like that. He's just a guy who's involved in investments. He's like a multimillionaire, but he's young. And, uh, he actually, he, he's known Jake Paul for a long time and used Jake Paul to help him start a YouTube channel based on just shit he's interested in. You know, it's not like there to make him that much money or whatever, but because he's like this, like finance guy who has a lot of connections he's able to get really great people on the on the channel to talk about it and the most recent episode was was toying with the hypothesis that the majority not all but the majority of the ufo phenomenon seems to be um like humans coming back to talk to ourselves in a way you know so your idea is that, oh, that idea is more that they're coming from the future than they're coming from the past. I, well, who's to say what's what, you know what I mean? Who I don't like to think of it as like, cause like that's, that's a really simple way of, that's like the back to the future version of it, you know? Sure. I like that though. Hoverboards and like cool fucking yeah. jeans. I mean, know? realistically, I think it makes the most sense. Most UFO sightings start occurring in the forties and fifties when we start dropping nukes. So, I mean, if, if I'm from the future, and I realized that that was a bad decision. It ends up creating a huge problem later on. I might want to. I might want to go back to that time period just to see what's going on. That would have been a better Back to the Future movie. Like we have to go back and stop. You know. Well, it's also funny. The nuclear war. Yeah. Well, that would be sick. I would watch that. But uh, <laughs> you know, Oppenheimer, the the movie that you know, obviously it's like a big to do right now or whatever. But Oppenheimer has always been like directly uh, implicated in the in the ufo stuff from the the 40s and 50s so i think it's funny 
that as all this UFO stuff starts breaking and people start talking about it like in a legitimate setting, the Oppenheimer movie comes out and doesn't discuss this issue at all or his importance in it. And, uh, you know, it, it, you know, pretty crazy to me. But I, I, the future humans thing has always been like my favorite pet theory. So I'm just stoked to see it getting out there more. I, I think if aliens were to come here from another planet, they wouldn't look like us. So. Yeah, that's kind of my issue, right? Like, I don't think they'd look anything like us at all. Uh, they wouldn't, like, have two legs and two arms. Like, I just feel like the even, like, the old, outdated, like, gray or, you know, uh, what do they call them? The the big whites or the big grays. Like, I feel like that's an outdated thing because I feel like it just plays too much off what we look like. Oh, but maybe that is because of the sheer amount of sightings, there's something to it. You know what I mean? That's That's something that gets me fired up because I'm like... That makes up the vast majority of the phenomenon. You know what I mean? Is these human and, and like you were saying, if you go further back, like the further back you go, it's almost like the more human they look. You know, like back in the forties and fifties, you used to get way more um abduction cases of what they used to call the Nordics, which were just tall white people who you could essentially call like like Swedish or Finnish or something. Like tall, extremely tall, blonde, hot people. That's what they used to see in the UFOs. So they were just hot guys. They were just human, me. dude. I mean, it was just hot humans. And we were such an ugly race at the time. We were just like, damn, look at those hotties. Yeah. And that's not to say, I mean, there's been great UFO sightings with things that don't look like humans. So I'm not here to rule that shit out. Obviously, maybe I, maybe it's a mixture of everything. I mean, the, the universe is probably a fucking wild thing. But I think the vast majority of it is us trying to patch back into a certain time frame and I think it just makes the most sense. Like, yeah. And that would also probably make sense as to why all these craft look so different. You know, they're coming from any point after you're able to discover that. So yeah, they could be from different fucking eras. They could be coming back. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like a lot of it ends up making more sense. Once you start looking at it from a framework of they're not, they're not always coming from another planet. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's pretty great that we uh, it, it's totally on par for us to go into a complete like 15 minute um, paranormal conversation, especially near the end of the pod. I, I what I'm really hoping for is we just get the Simpsons aliens and those are what aliens actually are. I want those green ones with the helmets really bad. I like and that. And that's kind of my my true goal. But, uh, y'all, I think we're going to close it up here. So I want to say thank you so much for the first inaugural pod thank you for listening and we'll be back soon godspeed right. pimps and pimpettes. fucking speed hell yeah all right i gotta stretch myself